Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about kickstarting your organizational transformation to data centric, specifically organizational foundation, with our special guest, Sarah Callison, lead data scientist in our data center group at Intel. Hi, Darren. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked last. This is our second episode on kickstarting your organizational transformation. Very exciting subject today. Yes, very exciting. I'm really excited to be able to talk about this today. So, so this let's is something that. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna. This is something that you know a lot of organizations struggle for through. So this is a really important topic. Let's talk about the pipeline. We mentioned it in our first episode on this. Just quickly, can you go over the pipeline again and why we're going to talk about organizational foundation today? Yeah. Um, you know, the pipeline, you know, really needs to start with having a solid organization foundation to be able to support your analytics and AI um, initiatives. Anything that's data driven um, needs to start with the organization. Um, so organization foundation, you know, I, I kind of have like the typical like friction points that organizations have. You know, sometimes it starts with some executive who just read like, you know, a Harvard Business Review or the Wall Street Journal, and they're seeing kind of what other competitors or other companies are doing in the space of analytics and AI. And they're like, we've got to have this. Um, and they, they set that the exec expectation to the organization. Um, and essentially, it, you know, it, it goes down, down the organization and the organization is like, oh, we need to have data. We need to do something with data. We need to do big data. We need to do AI. We need to do this and that. And it can cause a lot of stir with an organization. Um, and, you know, to, management has a really key role here. For organizations that have been successful, it really needs to be, what's the business value that um, we want to get from it? How are we going to use this, um, use data to get business value? So sitting down and understanding kind of what value you want to get, how is this going to impact the company or how you want to have it uh, impacted, it has to come from management. And then provide a path for success, getting the organization together, getting the right people, making sure people are trained, making sure that, um, you know, organizations are resourced in order to be able to support that. Once you get figured out kind of the business, and we'll talk a little bit about what this looks like. Um, from that, you do want to then figure out, okay, here's the business questions that we want to have. You then need to go and make sure you have the data. So getting the data collection and preparation, getting the data, if you don't have the data, then how do you go and start um, collecting that information and storing it and so forth? Once you have it, then you have to go through kind of um, essentially uh, figure out how you're going to transfer that, transform um, that data from raw data to insights and what kind of information is actually contained in that. Um, and then from that you create, you know, you can create your insights, 
but and then not but um the next part of it is then trying to figure out how do you operationalize that and this is takes a lot of time and there's a lot of stumbling parts around this so one of the biggest parts is really the organizational foundation uh, have you that. have have you ever seen organizations that went through and skipped the organizational foundation and did data collection insight creation and analytics deployment without the organizational foundation first and did that work or or not i mean what's what why why have that why have that um the organizations that i've seen successful has been a whole organization um a plan around that organizations sure if you have small data you can do this really quickly but we're not talking small data when you're talking about an from a large corporation um, point of view you're talking about large amounts of data so you're thinking about lots of capital um, to be able to build this different diverse teams be able to come together and talk about and i'll get i'll get into a little bit more of that um, in, a, in a, a few minutes what I call kind of a strong organizational foundation. But no, you really do have to have this organization foundation to make sure that you get the alignment of the organization and then also making sure that you're resourcing it. The other part of it too is really getting, is also doing the training, getting the statistical literacy around how to use data, how to question data, how to ask and answer questions with data and that isn't something that is is that it just magically appears that it ends up becoming a cultural part that you have to build within your teams okay so if i don't have that organizational foundation up front it's a small science experiment basically it's a one of we're talking about it's organizational change right we want fundamental change so let's walk through what does this mean? You, you had a great article that you referenced from MIT Sloan Management Review. Right. So um, this past October, well, it'll be in October 2019, um, MIT Sloan Management Review had an article called Winning with AI. And in, in this, they defined different personas of, um, of organizations. And one of the personas that they define out here were the pioneers, which were only 20% of the, um, the respondents um, on this through, um, and the respondents were throughout the entire world from different industries, from really large enterprises. Um, one of the things that when they looked at these pioneers, they noticed that these organizations, you know, got the most out of um, their AI initiatives. And when they looked at why that was the case, most of it was because they were really, really focused on their business strategy and making sure that the data that they were using was really influencing their entire business model. So you think about this, um, you know, if you think about your business model, your business model is about you know, how do I maximize revenue while minimizing um, my operating expenses? Um, you can use data to basically try to figure that out. And the companies that are going to be successful are really going to make sure that there's, there's a really big gap between 
your revenue and your operating expenses. And that's kind of what they were kind of showing um, um, in this paper. Um, you know, so they were gener you know, these, these companies were generating value from AI revenue, not rather than cost savings uh, alone. So the have you, uh, well, just second on the cost savings thing, have you have a lot of experience with organizations that just focus on cost savings alone, right? right? And don't worry about the revenue. No, we're going to use AI to cut costs. And it always seems to just go uh, not far enough, right? It, it does. Um, I mean, a lot of times it depends on what you're trying to do with cost savings. Um, so manufacturing is a big thing with where you can get a lot of cost savings because that's kind of an, um, you know, you always want to try to maximize your yields and so forth. But if you're not looking at other ways of being able to, you know, delight your customers, um, you know, you, you might be losing out on anything because you can only shrink your costs so much um, versus, you know, being able to maximize your revenue through, you know, being able to get more customers, being able to delight your customers, depending on kind of what industry you're in. Cool. All right. The next thing that um, you mentioned to me earlier, we talked a little bit about this was support in the organization. So right. it's having that C-level executive support versus just it coming out of IT. Big difference in success, right? Right. And this is a, a big, you know, this is another thing that in, in this uh, paper it talked about that the C-level executives who were tended to be closer to the business units were much more successful than those that were where these initiatives were really rooted in um, AI. So two things come out of that, you know, one is AI isn't really a technology, is not really a technology. It's really an organizational enablement um, part. Um, also, you know, um, data is very contextual, meaning that the closer the data is or understanding kind of how that data can be used and the questions around that, it doesn't surprise me that your C-level executives who are driving this um, it's closer to kind of the business model and the context of how the data is being used. I could almost see kind of, you know, if you're not really integrating your analytics within the business and it becomes almost like an academic um, exercise if, if um, an organization that doesn't really understand the business um, or can't influence the business to be, um, in, be using um, that data effectively, um, I can see why, um, you know, IT is not as effective as having it in the BUs. Now this goes on to how to really create business value then, because you really focused on creating business value, whether you're saving costs, but mostly creating new revenue streams or whatever it is or new ways of, especially like in the federal market, uh, new ways to serve constituents or citizens of, of the government. Um, so let's talk about the questions. What sorts of questions do you, do you ask? Right, because you got to find those business values somewhere, right? So what sorts of questions do we want to ask? So I might just be going into the BU um, or you know the business unit and just say, hey, what things, you know, keep you up at night, 
Um, what value do you want to be getting out of your business? What things do you feel like, you know, you don't have insights into um, on here? And, you know, you know, if, well, maybe we'll take a manufacturing example, like, hey, what's keep what's keeping my yields um, from, you know, degrading my yields? Um, how can I start cutting waste? You know, where's the waste coming through in my manufacturing line? Um, and just start going through those questions and, and brainstorm that with, you know, a, a bunch of, of um, you know, if this is a manufacturing um, um, plant, you know, with the yield and the different um, leaders within the manufacturing line. Um, if you're dealing with marketing or customer experience type of things, what, what are kind of the, some of the questions that you think you want to have? And start just brainstorming through that and then start to try to prioritize the business problems, looking at kind of the complexity of the question and also the impact you think would have. And then start tackling kind of the big impact, low complexity problems um, by then trying to figure out what kind of data you have. You so know, you, you, you first go after the high business impact, low complexity. Those are the first ones you go after then. Right. And you want to do this because you really want to be able to get some quick wins and be able to showcase how this can happen. How do you ask questions and be able to answer that with data? And the first couple times, you know, organizations go through, they stumble a lot. This isn't easy. Um, you know, getting data is not easy. It can even be harder. Um, so, you know, you, you really need to have discipline around this and, 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 and this is where management support really needs to um, be, um, come in because they're the ones who are going to start setting the expectation on that. And I guess that comes into the, you know, the next conversation. What does a strong organization foundation look like? Great. So let's talk about that. I, we've asked questions. We've categorized our questions. Now, how do I, how do I form this strong organizational foundation to help support these programs moving forward or this change that we're going through? Okay. So, you know, you define the problems or the business value you want. From that, you ha then have to break that down into, you know, some kind of way of defining that problem and make it into workable steps. Um, so having some kind of way of being able to, um, you know, have a problem solving approach that everyone in the room can say, yes, this is the way that we're going to break this down. This is the way that we're going to solve, solve this and not just go, you know, try to figure out what the answer you're going to go try to find the data. The other part of it is you want to make sure that you have the right team of experts in that room. You want management sponsorship, like, and it's not buy-in, it's commitment. You want them committed to, to this process. They're, they're committed to the problem-solving process, the way that the teams are going to be coming together, um, making sure that they're resourced properly and that they're given time to actually solve this, 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 um, these problems. Um, the other thing too is they, you know, the team and ma including management have to understand this isn't linear. You know, you have to think this, this as a continuous improvement practice, you know, get something small, you know, wins on it 
where you can iterate going through, um, go, uh, iterate as you go forward. Um, and sometimes, you know, the data that you think is the most convenient might not necessarily be the right um, data. So, you know, make, as you're going in and trying to figure out where your data sources are, you might have to go back and realize this data is not giving us anything. It's, it, 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 you know, maybe there's a different source or you might have to go through and, and clean it up in a, in, a, in a way that can be usable. So that, um, that concept of kind of checking yourself as you go through is important, right? So you is, don't, so you don't have yeah. a team go off for two years and then come back with information that's not usable anymore. You want, you want to be able to give some feedback and things as, as you're working through it, right? Right. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, I had one organization I was working in and I gave them requirements of how, what needed to be in the database. A year later, they came back and I went to go start analyzing data and, and start creating some, some models. And then I, I'm like, okay, this model is not as good as it, you know, it should be, um, you know, working with some of the domain experts. And one of the domain experts says, oh, you should be using this variable. You should be using this other variable. And I went back to the database and that, that variable was in the database. <laughs> so I had to go back and tell, tell the database team, hey, I need this variable, which took another three months. So, I mean, this gives you an example of, you know, you know having the right team of experts and making sure that, you know, everybody respects each other and, um, and, get, and, and you can be able to get the right requirements um, of your data and what data needs to be in there. I love it. Yeah. Other aspects too is, you know, having the right software and hardware infrastructure. Um, you know, you're talking about big data. You need to be able to create really uh, sophisticated data pipelines to be able to move that data. Um, there's a lot of tech, new technology out there that really helps streamline that. So, you know, this is where management needs to understand that they're going to be investing money on, on this in, in order for this to happen. Um, you know, I've seen organizations spend a lot of time getting data into a database, but not really give, give the organization the right software to be able to process that data. I've seen one organization... <laughs> They're relying on Excel, which is not really a, an, a, a viable tool to be able to let people, you know, analyze data. Um, invest in your, in your people and, um, and, and provide training on real, using real analytics um, software so that they can, you know, do more with their data. Which then goes to the whole culture and resources. You know, this is, Culture isn't something that, you know, the data scientists or your data engineers um, own. It's the entire organization. You don't want your data scientists or your data engineers going off and doing their own work and not getting it incorporated back. It, their work will end up becoming an academic exercise if the rest of the organization doesn't buy into that. So you really want to make sure the organization understands they're bought in, they're embracing the data insights they're they're seeing the value in that so this is where the culture come is really important and culture comes from you know exposure and training 
and making sure that you have the right um, resources so the team can be successful and um, this work will be developed in the right way. I love how you said that the data is valued and the work of the analysts is valued. I think that's part of a cultural thing too, because if I do value the data coming out of my analytics team, then I am going to invest in them. So it really shows um, the value that they're bringing and they'll do better work and your whole, your whole organization will, will see how important it is. So I love that, that's great. All right, so now I've got, you know, I've got some foundation things. I, there's some major new roles that we're starting to see bubble up. Some of them have been around for some time now. Tell me about, you know, the organizational changes that we're seeing around data and analytics and insight and all those things. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of um, the need to define the roles and responsibilities for um, key executives um, in the analytics space. So you hear about your chief analytics officer or your chief AI officer and, or, you know, how does that compare to your, you know, chief data officer or your CIO or your chief information officer or infrastructure um, officer. From my point of view, I really see the chief analytics officer or the chief data scientist um, versus the chief data officer versus the chief inform information officer or the IT um, chief IT person as three separate roles where each one of them has a different focus. Um, the chief analytics officer, I'm going to call the chief analytics officer versus the chief data scientist, or you could also hear, hear them as the chief analytic, uh, chief AI officer. These people are going to be helping the organization enable how analytics and AI work in relationship to the business strategy. These are analytic translators that will work with the um, other C-suite um, to figure out how can they leverage analytics and AI um, for their business. How can we, you know, maximize revenue or minimize operating costs? They're going to be the ones who are, are going to be really looking at um, how that is going to be delivered and executed. Okay, so if they're worrying about analytics, tell me more about the CDO. Because I, I always thought the CDO was responsible for the data strategy and, and getting analytics out. So this is a little new to me. Yeah, so the analytic officers really focus on the analytic and AI strategy, okay? How do you use that data in order to, you know, to get that business, you know, to get the business results? The CDO is really looking at the data strategy. So there's a difference between data strategy and analytic strategy. Um, the data strategy is really about how, you know, how do you curate the organization's data so that, that the chief analytics officers and their data science teams can utilize the data, all right? They're, they work very, these two organizations, you know, need to work really closely together, um, where the data strategy is about curating and 
security of the data and being able to clean and maintain and thinking about data quality, you know. Um, on so that. that includes things like uh, data governance, lifecycle yeah. management, all, all those things, cleaning the data. I got it. So one's, one's kind of more operational around the data and the, even though there's strategy around that, the analytics is how can I now use that data to create real value for the business? Right. Because you don't want the people who are, you know, working with the data to get insights to be dealing with kind of the mandate. How does this need to be stored? How does it, you know, you know, how does it need to be cleaned and so forth? They do influence that those decisions but they need to be empowered to be able to have the bigger conversations about what to do with that data. Gotcha. Okay. Now, so what, what about the CIO, uh, Chief Information Officer? So the, yeah, this team is really about the infrastructure, software and hardware infrastructure to be able to enable the data engineers and the data scientists and be able to do their work. So these people are going to be securing, building, and maintaining the software and hardware infrastructure to be able to support any of the data work. So this is, you know, building the data pipelines, getting uh, and ensuring that the data can flow from, you know, based on the requirements from the from the data engineers and the data scientists. So they all have to work together in order for this to work, where the the chief, analyt chief analytics officer and the data scientists are going to define how the data is going to be used, um, building those models, building those dashboards and so forth um, to provide the insights. The chief data officer and the, um, his or her team of data engineers will be curating the data, making sure the data um, is ready to be used um, by the um, by the analytic work, while the CIO and infrastructure teams and the solution architects are going to be looking to the data engineers and the analytic off, uh, anal, anal, analysts and the data scientists on, you know, what will what hardware and software enable their work. Gotcha. All right. So now I've got two new uh, C-suite positions. There's always this big, huge question completely decentralized or centralized or there's lots of lots of weird options in here so can we right. quick, quickly go through some of those options how do i where do i place these guys where do they where do they all sit you know um there's this mckenzie uh report or document called 10 red flags signaling your analytic um analytics program in it, it really did a great job of showcasing kind of the pros and cons of the organizational alignment models. Um, they focus on the CDO um, officer on here, but you can almost do the same thing with the analytics officer and the, CI, the CIO um, on here. And it, it really looks at, does it make sense to decentralize, being that each of the business units have one or any of these? or you know, do you completely centralize? Um, the benefit about having something that's completely decentralized is you're putting the expertise right in within the business. Um, these worker, data workers are gonna be really intimate about the data and understand that, and that's a high value. 
But depending on the organization, you might not necessarily be able to support having so many data professionals um, in each of the, uh, the business units. The other thing too is you then also have, you know, if you have ones or twosies of, of um, data professionals in there, they also can become very lonely and not be able to, because there's silos and so forth, they might not necessarily be able to leverage off of other, um, um, other expertise within the company. So that's where you know, having something that's more centralized can be, be um, much more beneficial. Gotcha. So hey, this is this is great. These are a lot of new things that uh, organizations have to figure out. Um, not only the cultural change, but the organizational change that comes with this. I I really um, have seen this in practice when people don't. They just say, "Hey, AI." Like you said at the beginning, the CEO read something in the Wall Street Journal. Hey, we need to do AI too. Uh, go do it. That's not good enough. It it requires fundamental changes in the way that we think organizational changes. And um, I love the way that uh, you've kind of laid this out to help us go through this uh, major shift that we're seeing in our organizations. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, Keep moving forward and embrace the digital revolution.